1: Right, welcome to Believe in Clemson Football with LeVon Kirkland. I am Will Vandevort. We appreciate you guys joining us tonight as we get you set for another weekend of Clemson football as the Clemson Tigers take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Saturday noon on ABC um, in Memorial Stadium, a.k.a. Death Valley. LeVon, how's it going, my friend? Oh,
0: man, it is going great. Thank you so much for asking I'm having a wonderful time. It is Halloween.
1: That's right. You- happy Halloween. Hey,
0: happy Halloween. Yeah. Uh, do you have candy outside? Or do you have candy? Do you pass well,
1: out candy? Well, no, and here's why: because we're doing this podcast, so I don't want anybody ringing the doorbell while we're doing the podcast. Um, uh, but uh, maybe do something after I get out of here, after we get done. But right now, I'm just kind of like acting like got the light, got the shades drawn. Yeah. They hope, no lights on the porch or anything, and I have to be that guy right now. I'm sorry.
0: Get off, get off my property.
1: Yeah, well, that's only because I'm I'm doing the podcast. Other than that, yeah. I probably would more than happy give kids candy. But right. you know, you when you're doing the podcast, you don't want ding dong. Or, Hold on a second, Levon. Let me go over here and get some candy. And <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, what I did was just left it out, and I just put a sign and said, "Grab some candy."
1: Look at you, man. Yeah.
0: Don't ring the the doorbell, but grab you. Be more than, um, I want you to be more than to help yourself and grab some candy.
1: Did you put the little thing up there that says, I'm watching you so I know who's naked more than one?
0: Nah, man. You know what, man? I I think (laughs) grab as much as you want. There's, There's plenty out there, so grab as much as you want
1: well good good well hey um i hope all you out there enjoying your uh halloween and and trick-or-treating if you will if i know a lot of you out there with your kids and stuff and so if you ha- go out there have fun but be safe at the same time everybody also be respectful um and um you know halloween can be a fun time if everybody just you know treats it the way everybody needs to be treated so go out there have fun be respectful and all that um uh, we also uh, want to say uh, thank you to our sponsors here before we get going and um, uh, just let you guys know who those guys are. We're we got the we sponsored by the Clemson Insider, the most complete coverage of Clemson Athletics and Recruiting. We appreciate them every week because they allow us to use their platform here um, if you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook. And so we appreciate Robert and the whole gang over there as they uh, allow us to do this each and every week. Uh, we also want to say uh, thanks to uh, Back Sports Grill, the place to watch all your college football action this season. Back Sports Grill is located at 215 Pelham Road in Greenville, South Carolina. And, of course, our main sponsors we want to thank, and that's the good folks at betonline.ag. If uh, It's the last of the major pro sports seasons have now kicked off, and that's with the NBA season. Uh, so you can go to Online. And you know, get all your top spot for all your NBA action this season. Also, college basketball begins next week, so you'll be able to get in on the action as that as well. Um, we got uh, of course, the World Series is going on right now with the mm-hmm. Rangers holding a two to one edge in that. You got NFL and college football, and the NHL is in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for all your wagering news, odds trends and predictions. Uh, get everything NBA at your fingertips with both the desktop and the mobile act and the mobile access. Excuse me for every sport, anytime. So head on over to Bet Online today to get in all- to get in on all the action. Don't forget to use your promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that promo code is Believe B L E A V, and you'll receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, for our folks over at Tippeback Back Sports Grill, like I said, they're over at 215 Pelham Road in Greenville, South Carolina. That's the place to be this football season. If it's college football you want, It Back Sports has all the biggest games from around the country on their many TV screens, including Clemson, South Carolina, and all the games from the ACC and the SEC. If it's the NFL you want, It Back Sports Grill has all your Sunday games and they are the home for all your Pittsburgh Steelers action. So tippetback Sports Grill, it's located at the Common, Commons at Pelham, is open seven days a week. Mondays they got the Twisted Trivia night, where my good friend Mark Sturgis hosts that every night. They also every Monday night they also have Monday night football going on at the same time. On other nights they'll have karaoke and live music. Uh, every Saturday is of course designated for college football, and on Sundays he's designated for the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers, as they are the home for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Greenville. Area, So go see Tim Cinco and his team at Tippet Back Sports Grill, located at the Commons in Pelham. Tippet Back Sports Grill is the place to be for all your college and NFL action this season. LeVon, it's been a uh, weird football season, to say the least, for the Tigers. Um, yes. I mean, I, my friend, I just I can't explain it. You know, I know I've had people ask me about it and just, you know, Will, what's your thoughts? What do you think's wrong? And, and you know, and I, I can give them some different things, but some things I just can't give them. And one thing I can't give them is the turnovers and the crazy turnovers that turn into touchdowns. And it seems like every week just go ahead and hand the other team seven points, right, because their defense is going to get like a pick six. I mean, it's happened in three games this year. I mean, think about it. They've played eight games, and three of them, the other team has taken the ball back for a touchdown four times this year total. One that technically was at the one yard line, but it was still, they only had to go one yard for a touchdown. So that's 28 points the mm-hmm. Clippers offense has given to the other teams they've played. That's just some of the craziness that's going on. There's like, I mean, it's just like, you know, your defense plays well, it dominates, but yet they miss a tackle on a cover zero and the guy goes 72 yards for a touchdown. You're like, you know, you, you, you it's just one crazy thing after another and you can't really explain it, man. It's just one of those years. your experience as a player at the college level and the NFL, you ever experienced these kind of seasons where it's just weird like this?
0: Well, I think I played for counting everything from high school all the way to the NFL. I have played over 20 years of football. And to be honest, I played in some season where they weren't really good. We were losing. We had a losing season. But what the Clemson Tigers are going through right now, it is really kind of hard to explain. It it just seems like, and I don't necessarily believe in curses or anything like that, but it seems to to me they are bitten a little bit. Mm -hmm. That it's a mindset that is going on uh, or about this team, that it seems like something is going to go wrong. Even as a fan, when we get down to the five-yard line, Instead of thinking, oh, we're going to score or something good is going to happen, your thought process now as a Clemson fan is what's going to go wrong? And you can believe that mindset is into the player's head and with the coaching staff because it's continually happening all the time where Clemson finds himself in a predicament and you're like, hey, this is happening every game. And sometimes that can carry over and you have to be careful and you have to make sure that at some point in time, you find a way to win games Mm because winning can solve this. You know, they they beat Notre Dame. It's going to it's going to be back to, okay that belief system that we can get it done right now. It's a little shaky, and it puts guys on edge, and everybody is trying hard. So, yeah, I've been in seasons like this where things don't really seem to go right for you. And it's hard because some guys are going to be like, oh, man, here we go again. Some guys are trying to be positive and say, hey, let's go, but it's difficult. It's difficult when it happens to you over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, and when you when you it's it's funny you mentioned about how maybe this Notre Dame game gets them going because this was the very game where it all began. Is, yeah, because this is I don't know if you remember I know you probably do. I was there. You were there um, yes. as I as was I. We were both there. Yes. Well, you remember first quarter they block a punt, return it for a touchdown. Right. Then they get an interception and return it to the one yard line and score on the next play. That's fourteen points right there. Then later in the game, they get a pick six and take it into the end zone. There's the 21 points. The final score ended up being 35-14. But, I mean, Clemson was really – Clemson's defense only gave up 14 points. Now, they didn't play well stopping the run. They struggled stopping the run in that game. Physically, no. they were they were manhandled in that game, too. But the point being is that's where all this craziness began, and it came out against a Notre Dame team who, like Clemson right now, was struggling. They were 5-3 and three at this point last year. They were trying to figure out what they were and who they were going to be. They had a quarterback that they just weren't confident in at that mo- point in time. Probably Clemson's in a little bit better situation with Klubnick um, than they were at this time last year. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they leaned on a running game and a good defense and just tried to find a way to win games is what they were doing last year. Does that sound very familiar to you? I mean, oh, yeah. it sounds just think, like this Clemson team.
0: It is, really. I think that. When you're the team that's struggling, you have to understand that the law of momentum, which I truly believe in, is really not on your side. What I mean by that is that going into the game, the referees are not going to give you the breaks. You know, everything is going against you. And you have to, as a team, take that momentum back because it's not going to be given to you at all. The breaks are not going to go for you. You have to understand that going in, that Notre Dame is a favorite favorite in this game, and that for the most part, things are going to probably be going their way. So what you have to do as a team is you have to take that momentum back. You have to earn that win. Mm -hmm. And that's where they're at right now. You know, are we going to fold up the tent or are we going to fight like crazy to get this win? And for Clemson, this has got to be a fight for you. It has got to be they're going to have to kill us to beat us at mm-hmm. a kind of football game because you're desperate for a win. You are. You're desperate for a win. I don't know what the standards are for other programs, but for the Clemson program the last few years, Losing two games in a row hasn't happened to you since 2011. Losing four games hasn't happened since God knows when. So the standards that Clemson has set is tough right now because you're always looked upon as a great team that performs when it's time to perform. You haven't been there. The breaks have gone against you. You have to earn those things back. So they got to go in this game ready to fight for everything they got in order to put this season kind of back on track again.
1: Yeah, you said it best there that Clemson has not, you know, the, the big games they haven't played well. I mean, let's be honest. They're they're 0 for 4 in big games right now this year. They lost the Duke game, which was a season opener. It was obviously a big game. They lose the Florida State game. Uh, that was a huge game. The last 2 weeks have been big games because of what you're trying to accomplish. They felt like a couple weeks ago they were still in the ACC race when they went to Miami, lost that game. Then last week, you know, you're you're playing to just, you know, have a good season and not fall too far behind and you lose that game. So uh-huh. they're 0 for 4 in big games this year. Uh-huh. And that is that's a disturbing trend. And then you go back to last year, they lost the Notre Dame game, they lost the South Carolina game. They lost Mm -hmm. the Tennessee game. So that's seven games against power five opponents that they've lost in the last two years and since last, since the Notre Dame game last year, that's a disturbing trend that Clemson's played these big games. Now the only big game they won during that time is they beat North Carolina in the ACC championship game, but they're one in seven since last year's Notre Dame game and what right. you would de- what call a big game? Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, crazy. and 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 the the thing about losing, man, it can it can unfortunately be addictive. It, it can, you can start your mindset can really start going there. You start asking the questions. You start you stop trusting as much, and it's tough to get that momentum back. Mm -hmm. It really is, especially when you're hearing things in your ear all the time, especially in this day and age, when everybody got a microphone, everybody has a camera and everybody have a point of view that not only that they they can keep to themselves, but they can tell everybody how they feel. You know, so you're hearing all this noise and it can put you in a bad way as a team. And you can start trusting each other. And I think that's what Clemson's kind of going through right now. Because if you look at the games, it's crazy. Because Clemson probably outgames all those, those opponents you're talking about. They're number two in the country as far as being in the red zone as an the offense. They're number two in the country. But they almost did last as far as scoring touchdowns are concerned. So it's just the little things. The turnovers here, turnovers there, just the crazy plays that go on in football has gone against Clemson. Now, I'm not making any excuse. They're 4-4, and and they're 4-4 for a reason. Because really, honestly, they haven't played up to their potential. But if you really take the games and you look at them, All the games they lost, they easily should have won. But the good teams, what they do is when they're in those close situations, they tend to find a way to win. Clemson, they haven't found a way to win. You know, you got a first down and you drop the ball. It's just stuff like that. This little individual stuff that's hurting the Clemson Tigers at this point in time. And I I know it has to be frustrating, not only to Coach Dabo Sweeney, but the whole team, because they know in their hearts they're better than that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I'm sure that they've been like, man, we've had a great practice, but it hasn't carried over to a game yet. They have to put it all together. And I think this is a good time for them to do it. I don't know if they're going to do it but you gotta put it together because Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about the ACC championship anymore (laughs) or anything like that. The pressure is off (laughs) now let's go out there and play the game the way it should be played. You minimize the turnovers. And I think you definitely have a good shot to win this game because like we said before, they've been in every game that they've lost in a lot of ways, They probably should have won every game that they did lose, but Mm -hmm. they didn't. That's the difference between a good team and an average team. Average teams tend to find a way to lose. Good teams tend to find a way to win. Clemson has got to find a way to win this game on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and right now they're they're not a good team. If you look at those standings right there that I got scrolling at the bottom – no, You'll no. see, Clemson is number ten in the ACC standings right now, at yeah. four and four, two and four in the ACC. That's just not going to get it done. This is where Clemson's at. This is the grouping they're with. Number eleven is Virginia, mm. one and they're one and they're excuse me, they're one and three in the ACC. Number twelve is Wake Forest, they're one and four in the ACC. Number is Pitt, they're one and four in the ACC, and number fourteen Syracuse, they're zero and four in the ACC. That's the grouping. Clemson is in right now. Um, I mean, look at the ACC standings are crazy. Florida State, you got in there at six and zero. Louisville sitting there at four and one. By the way, Florida State clinches a spot in the ACC championship game with a win this week. Um, wow! The, so you got uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, and Louisville play this week for second place in the conference. Um, Virginia Tech, yeah, I just said it. Virginia Tech is three and one playing for second place this week. Uh, Virginia Tech, excuse me, Georgia Tech. They're three and two in the ACC. Remember, you probably checked that as a win when you looked at Clemson's schedule this year. Mm. Might want to hold off on that check right there in the in Played the win column. Uh, you know, you got uh, Duke, as we already know, they're they're sitting there at five and three, two and two. UNC sitting there three and two. Um, they lost two straight conference games now. Um, Miami kind of getting their mojo together. They they're sitting now at two and two in the ACC, six and two overall. Boston College is five and three. Boston College is five and three, uh, two and two in the ACC. You got NC State at five and three and two and two as well. I mean, Levon, it's nuts. I look at this and I'm sitting here like, this doesn't seem right. As I look at this, when I see Louisville, (laughs) Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and Duke all ranked ahead of Clemson, and not just a little bit ranked ahead of Clemson, like four spots, five spots, six spots, seven spots. Eight spots. I mean, it's it, unbelievable. It can, it can roll downhill,
0: and really, it started with the Duke game. Those three turnovers, those three fumbles. Yeah, it started with That's that. That's the tone and for it, the whole season. It kind of sets the tone, right? Yeah. Then they go to. Then you play Florida State. You basically outplay in Florida State, which is probably in the top four as far as teams are concerned now. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I play. you. Basically, if you hit a field goal. At the end, you probably win that game because the defense is playing well enough that they're stopping Florida State. You miss a field goal. And before that, the turnover, the, the sack wasn't it wasn't that the sack was bad, but it was a sack fumble for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And it's been like that for the whole season. It seems like there's a turnover, especially everybody understands this. When somebody gets a pick six on you, it is devastating. It kills a team's momentum, especially if you're driving the ball down the field. We're in the end zone against Miami, and we fumble the ball.
1: Going in, going, going into in, seven nothing. Fumble, fumble, fumble the, ball. the ball. And what happens on the next play?
0: They they scored a touchdown, 80 yards. A, 80 yards, we caused a fumble, they landed on that fumble. It's like the football guys are not pleased with the Clemson Tigers. Mm-mm. And you don't want to sound superstitious or anything like that, but there is a trend. And as a team, you have to understand that we're the only ones who can stop this trend. Because when we go play against Notre Dame, we're not favored. Things, go, you know... It probably may not go our way. You have to understand that if it doesn't go our way, we got to make it go our way. The only team that can stop this is this team that's going to be playing on Saturday. And psychologically, you got to get it together. You got to get it because it's going to continue to happen. You keep thinking about fumbles, it's going to start happening. Mm-hmm. I- I'm sure they're saying, don't fumble the ball, but guess what you do? you fumble the ball. It's yeah. funny how words can play into it. Don't lose. Don't mess up. And guess what? You start doing those
1: things. You start messing up. You and start you lose.
0: start up. And you start losing. You're thinking, we, we, we can't lose. We can't lose. But what do you keep talking about? Losing. Yep. And that's where you're and
1: getting when you, Yeah, when you say, I can't lose, we can't lose, you – you, you do that very thing because your brain is so focused on not messing up that you mess up, which causes uh, you to lose. And yeah. so it all kind of comes together. And right now, this team, I mean, LeVon, they can't afford to lose any more games because you're thinking right right now, if they learn to lose this game on Saturday, which is, mm-hmm. let's be honest, highly likely, yeah. they're four and five. Yeah. and the, the season's got three games to go, and they got to win two of them to get bowl eligible, I mean they're staring at the possibility of not making a bowl game if yeah. they can't if they don't shape up. Yeah, and that's and like I said, as
0: a former player, you can't think that way. You can't think like, oh man, we can't lose. You got to go in there and say, hey man, we're gonna turn it out. We're gonna win. It. We're gonna we're gonna find a way to get it done. And that's why I would say. You're gonna to have to kill us to beat us. That's not your your mentality has got to switch. You can't even you can't even put the word lose out there in the atmosphere. You can't, and this is where this team is, where they can't afford to think anything negative. They can't they can't say turnovers. They can't say hold on to the ball. We can't fumble the ball. They can't do anything. They got to go out there and play the game the way it's meant to be played, and play to win, and get those results. Because right now, they're a little shaken right
1: now as a team. Yeah, and Rob Bass says they may win one game that's left. Rob, I, g- I agree with you. Maybe they can, but what's that one game? Because I'm going to be honest with you, they could lose every single game left, too, because like I just mentioned, Georgia Tech, which you thought was an automatic win when the season started. It's well, they good. went to Chapel Hill last week. And they rolled up 242 rushing yards – hold on – in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. They had 11 carries for 242 yards in the fourth quarter and beat North Carolina. Now, I don't think they could beat Clemson with 242 rushing yards, but it's not a give me that Clemson's going to win that game either. And so Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the schedule, and I see Notre Dame this week, Georgia Tech, and then North Carolina, all three at home, and then South Carolina – I just don't know if they can – I mean, yeah, can they win all four of those games? Absolutely. So, totally think they can win all four of those games. But at the same time, they could definitely lose all four of these games. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? That There's a possibility this Clemson team could be four and eight or five and seven oh. with that talent that they have on the field. It's It's just mind-blowing to think that because this is a team that was considered – one of the best teams in the country coming into the year. They were considered an ACC championship contender. They were favored to win the ACC. And they're falling flat on their face like this. And, it's yeah, they've had a couple serious injuries here and there, but nothing like – nothing major, major. I mean, yeah, they lost, obviously, Walker Parks, the right starting guard. That was a huge blow early in the year. But other than that, there hasn't been like that major starter, star player that they've lost an injury or anything like there has been in years past. Right, I mean, it's not like you're sitting there like, okay, that's probably what happened. It's just you really can't put your finger on it. Go back to how we started this conversation, yeah. You can't put your finger on what happened, you really can't, well, other than turnovers. Yeah, I, I think turnovers is
0: the thing that's happened to this Clemson Tiger team for some reason. They can't hold on to the ball, especially in a very crucial situation. When you're in the red zone, you got to think touchdown your mentality is get in the zone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have, it. even though we've gotten down to the zone more than most teams have. When we absolutely positively need to stop, we don't get. You know, like you said before, we cover zero, make the tackle. We miss the tackle.
1: Yeah. Got to make that tackle.
0: Got to make that tackle. I know On a lot of first-
1: people. I saw a lot of people. Um, we're dogging west for that call and last week remember i was calling for hey bring your safeties up play cover zero make them throw the ball in that situation and not run it well this week west did that he he called uh, he called a zero blitz it's third and two right and that they now i loved what they did that they made toronto pride back off and he gave him coach he gave him a cushion so they pretty much gave up the first down if they were going to throw it and say, okay, but pride's got to come up and make that tackle. The The whole way that play is executed is, okay, we're going to give up the first down if they throw it, but we gotta, we're going to make the tackle, and it's going to be just like a five- or six-yard gain, and then we're going to stop you the next three plays and get the ball back. Well, that was the plan, but pride didn't make the tackle. Now, is that on Wes or is that on the player? I think that's on the player. He's got to make yeah. that tackle there.
0: Yeah, uh, because 35, it's, it's difficult to say what defense we're going to call. I understand what West was trying to do on that. He was trying to call some havoc, maybe have them speed it up a little bit, maybe throw a, throw a bad pass. But man, the worst thing that can happen is you lose, you don't make the tackle, mm-hmm. you don't make the tackles out the gate. Goodbye, good night. And that was a big, big turnaround as a safety.
1: You have to make that. Yeah. It, it, and you it, look and at you have game, to understand, great, but two plays you went have for to, 123 yards, and those two yeah. plays cost them the game.
0: And you have to understand the situation. As a safety, you got to know, like, okay, it's going to come out quick. I know it's going to come out quick, so I got to anticipate making this tackle. Now, we've all missed tackles if you play the game. You all right. miss tackles.
1: Of course. But
0: boy, you don't want to miss those crucial
1: tackles.
0: Not not that tackle. Not that tackle. If you got to grab him by his shoestring, hell, if you got to grab him by his face mask and get a penalty, that's better than letting him score a touchdown.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's it's plays like that. You know, the pick six for a touchdown, it's like wow. Like, you can't you can't turn a ball over on your side of the field like
1: that. Your, your offensive lineman's got to make sure you're keeping the defensive lineman's hands down. You're staying right. engaged because right. you know that ball's coming out fast. It's going to come out low. So you want to make sure his hands can't get up and knock it up. Well, what happens? He knocks the ball up in the air, and their best player, the guy I love, Peyton Wilson, the guy I won't wear gold yeah. next year, he grabs it and he takes it in for a touchdown. You know, I mean, that's crazy stuff like that that happens. But again, the reason it happened was because, as an offensive lineman, you didn't stay engaged long enough, and they were able to get their hands up and knock the ball down.
0: Yeah, it it was. It was like wow. Like when I was watching it on TV, I was like, oh my goodness, this interception for a touchdown. Like, how many times could this really happen to this team when it's just a series of bad luck? And a lot of times, that's what it is. That ball bounces all kind of ways a lot of times. It does. And it's hard to predict, you know, one play here, one play there. And they always say it's like five plays that really determines a game. And that's what's going on with Clemson Tigers. It's five five things that are deciding the game. And teams, losing teams, find ways to lose. And that's where the Tigers are right now.
1: Crazy to say that.
0: They're finding ways to lose the game.
1: Yep. Winning teams find ways to win. Two things here. So, they're first and goal. They're coming back. It's 24-14. They get down there with the long run from Phil Moffa. And they get the ball to the one-yard line, one and a half. Third and goal at the one and a half. And they throw the ball. I'm like, why are you first why are you throwing the ball there instead of just running it two times with Maffa, who already scored two rushing touchdowns from the one? So you got to feel good that he can get it in. So you 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 end up like throwing the ball there, and now you almost have to go kick the field goal because you're one and a half. You're not at the one yard line, you're at the one and a half yard line. Totally different scenario. I'm like, why are you not running the ball there? Now, with that said, though, the play call should have worked because Tyler Brown is open, and K. Klubnik does not get the ball to him fast enough. He 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 was late delivering the ball, allowed the DB to catch up and knock the ball away. So that's on. Yes, you question the play call, but at the same time you question the execution because if they execute it the way it should have been, if K. Klubnik does, it's a touchdown and 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 Clemson's celebrating, and they're they're making it twenty four twenty one but why my whole scenario is this you know how you struggle down there. why make it more difficult with a low percentage play when you could just run the ball up the middle two times if you have to, and I guarantee you're scoring. I know they are and the one time
0: they did score it seemed like they got in a high formation correct
1: they they it, yeah, they got into it wasn't I it was a um I think it was just a pro set, but they – no, it was an eye because they used was, um, I, was, number 20 as for- the fullback.
0: Yep. Do that. Get into eye formation.
1: Cause an ISO. But,
0: yeah. And, and, and call it ISO. Or like I always said, run it – I play linebacker. And the toughest run to stop is when you're running to the C to D gap to get outside. Mm-hmm. When you're running up the middle, everything is clogged up, right? Everything's clogged up.
1: Yeah, it gets clogged.
0: And most linebackers a, in college, for some reason, their coaches teach them to play up three yards. I always wanted to play back so I can see and have enough time to recover just in case I false step. So the toughest run for a defense to stop. This is that C D outside run
1: with On a nice with a
0: yeah with a fullback coming at you iso run
1: mm-hmm. that
0: is one of the tougher ones to stop and if you got a good running back with good speed he's able to make the adjustment whatever the so he's, you're he's really, gonna get
1: skinny enough
0: it's simple it's a simple play but you also leaving it, you also leaving it up to your best player to get in the end zone right so to me a lot of times you don't have to design the perfect play you just have to design a play that people can execute and you can give it to your best player and let him make up the difference right and i thought when they ran i was like oh finally getting the high formation and guess what they run an iso and mafia finds it in right right you get in that same situation, do it again. Why not do it again? You got this big guy who's 230 pounds, who's capable capable enough to get that kind of yardage. Give it to him.
1: He's done it so twice cool. before. Let him do it three.
0: Yeah. And I don't understand why we went that way. Now, I don't coach, so I don't know everything. I don't know the inner workings. But I know what I see sometimes. And I'm like, man, sometimes make it simple and let your best guy handle the ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We tried we, we when was the last time we even threw that ball in the game?
1: When was the last time we did what?
0: When was the last time we we did that. That that's wrong.
1: We don't do that that much. No, no. I mean, we they, they ran the – they threw the ball, which I don't know if he was supposed to. I think it was an RPO last week when they were at Miami. And overtime on that second down, they threw the ball, and it was almost intercepted. Yeah. Uh, remember that? He rolled left and then threw it, and it was almost intercepted. So, um, they threw it there. But most of the time, no, they give it off. They hand it off there. I think they thought – look, they had the look. They did have the look. Okay. They did have the look on that play. It was open, and they got what they wanted. They got the one-on-one coverage out there. It was open, but they didn't execute. I mean, it, 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 but my it as my as I said, my argument is on that is I understand the play call, but you're not your team struggling right now at the one-yard line. Why are you taking a hard play? That's a very low percentage play, and doing that compared to. Just run the ball up the middle. you got a yard and a half. If you can't make a yard and a half, you yeah. don't deserve to win. Right. And so that's that's my whole thinking process. I'm like, why are you making it as coaches difficult for your players when you know they have a mental block down here and they right. struggle to get the ball in the end zone? Why are you shooting their own confidence? That's kind of my gripe with that call. And, yeah. you know, if it was I, Trevor Lawrence, it probably works. But it's if not it's Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. If it,
0: if it's Trevor Lawrence to T. Higgins. Yeah, those it, it'll work because those guys are doing it right now in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah, you can do that with those kind of guys. We don't quite have those guys. So then, therefore, you try to make it as easy as possible to score to give them some confidence. And like you said, if anything, you're gonna run get a, get your get a big body guy and maybe run a slant. Throw a quick slant. If anything, that's an easier throw than trying to throw a backside fade that a guy is not really that good at throwing it anyway. And we throw it to a guy that we, I mean, that I got to have trouble doing that, making those 50-50 balls anyway. Get in the eye formation, get mafia and say, we're going to run it down your throw. Stop it. Exactly. It's okay if the other team knows what you're gonna do. It is, but can they stop it? Is the
1: question. Is the question. Now I know we've been kind of negative with things, but I want to do a couple positives. First of okay, all, let's
0: do some positives.
1: First of all, the let's defense see. gave up only 202 yards, and Levan. They played
0: pretty. Well. I hate
1: to remind you of this. Uh
0: huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought of you though on Saturday night, my friend. But I'm okay. doing my story. This is why I thought of you. Mm-hmm. It's. The 202 yards represented the first time Clemson lost a game when giving up 200 or less yards. The last time that happened prior to Uh-oh. Saturday night in Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh also happened on a Saturday at Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh. It happened in 1998 when you guys held them to 185 yards and y'all Uh-oh. lost the game 10-3. to three. It could have been
0: 1998. You mean 1988. 1988? Yes, no, 1988,
1: when you guys yeah. held 185 yards mm, and y'all lost ten to three, gordaki Remember the punt went over gordaki's head and that set up their game-winning touchdown late in the game. Yeah, that—that's the last time what we saw on Saturday happened. So that was, you know, 35 years ago. I think, LaVon, you were um 19 then, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you I know, that's 19. how long ago it happened. Yeah, and
0: uh, since <laughs> so then. A- so, you know, a lot of times, man, that's why I don't watch older games or go back and watch games, because you realize how good you were. <laughs> how sometimes you were not as good as you thought you were.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, so, yeah, we lost against East State that way, but I know the defense played – well, they're definitely they played well They played their fans. putts
1: off. They they yeah. only gave up 17 points uh-huh. that was on them, yeah. and that's good enough to win the game. That should be good, more than good enough to win the game. You hold the team to 202 yards. Um, yeah, you, we talked about the missed tackle earlier. That happened. We talked about the 51-yard reverse. That happened. You know, but and the but they played, what, they had seven three-and-outs?
0: Yeah. And the, mean, and the first touchdown that they got, I thought it was a really good play by NC State.
1: It was. A so nice reverse, good call. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's a nice play by NC State. And so sometimes you give up one. You know, sometimes, hey, you got to tip the hat to the other team. Mm-hmm. But yeah. other than that, I thought they played well enough to win.
1: Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah,
0: they you did. Know, and, as they anyway, have most of the year. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. As a defense, you can't get frustrated with the offense. You know, you got you got to keep you got to keep going. You got to keep playing hard because you never know. Hey, man, let's turn the ball over ourselves and get a score. And we haven't really done that a whole lot lately. Where our where our defense is turning the ball over, scoring as well. Right, so I mean, but I thought it was. A, I thought defense played positive in a lot of ways. Our offense is not terrible. I, I, no, they I move gotta, the football fine. They move the ball well. We just can't really get in the end zone, and yep. in football, that's an issue.
1: That's the you name of the game.
0: You got to score <laughs> points. You got to score touchdowns. You got and we, to, we, and we're not. We haven't. Like when Mafia was, uh, he he broke away. I knew he was going to get caught, but I was like, man, if he could just run this in, it would be so big for us. And that's what we had in years past. Mm -hmm. where we get a big run like that, we weren't going to get stopped. We're we're going all the way in. And you know what? That helps you from not having to drive the ball all the way to the red zone because it's tougher to get in from the red zone. That's the one thing. Absolutely. A lot of times people don't understand. Although we're second in getting to the red zone, so what? We're not scoring. Nope. That's the problem.
1: 120 scoring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're not getting points. So we gotta find ways to get points not only by driving the ball all the way down, we gotta we gotta find ways to get quick touchdowns. And I'm not quite sure and that's
1: what's so crazy, also because Clemson yeah, yeah. is one of the best teams in the country in big plays. Yeah. Like Clemson is like in the top 10 in big plays offense. Yeah. But they don't score in these big plays. It's the craziest doggone thing you've ever seen. It's like they they they're like number 2 in the country in first downs. Yeah. They're like in the top 10 in big plays of 20 yards or more. They're like, you know, top 2 In red zone possessions, all these things that you want to be good at, they're at. But when it comes to getting in the doggone end zone, they can't do it. So it's like they do all these other things well except score. And it's frustrating. And it's crazy. I mean, statistics will tell you how crazy things can be sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I always say statistics tell a certain story one way and they tell a certain story another way. With Clemson's 2023 season, those numbers I just threw out there, tell the story about how crazy this season has been. Mm, I mean, yeah. it, it's just, the like you mentioned, Mafa, you're just sitting there like, dude, score. I'm sitting there. I hope he scores because if he don't, you know what's going to happen. And what happened? They end up kicking a field goal instead of getting a touchdown and cutting it to a three-point game. And like you said, if he scores there, it just changes the whole momentum. Now mm-hmm. the defense is like, okay, we got to get the ball back. They just busted a big play for a touchdown, all these things. But – when have you seen Clemson have a big play for a touchdown? They haven't had one, really, this year. No, you you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. It's the it's, it's craziest doggone thing, yet they're way better than they were last year in explosive plays. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's amazing to watch this team and to realize guys like us who watch the game all the time, we're thinking in our head, this team is not that bad. They're not as bad as their record shows, but to a fan that's watching it, they're like, oh, this team is horrible. They're horrible. And I'm looking at it from an objective football way. I'm like, they're really not that bad. It's just that bad things have been happening to this team.
1: Yeah. It's just the worst. It looks like somebody's got a voodoo doll. And when they get in that red zone, they just start sticking that pin in wherever. You know, hey, fumble oh. here. And you now know.
0: it's becoming more of a psychological block. You get the yips. You get the yips. You do. They get down there, and they're like, oh, man, we're in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Which for most teams is like, yeah, we're in the red zone. We're We're going to score. score. We're more so like, "I hope we don't mess it up. And guess Mm -hmm. what you do when you start thinking that way? You mess up. (laughs) Mess
1: up. You fumble the ball going in. You fumble it at the one. You jump off sides. I mean, think about all the stuff they've done inside the red zone this year. I am everything. and I'll
0: tell you, when you're a, when you're an average team or a bad team, when something bad happens, you go, oh, my God, here we go again. Yep. Here we go again. Instead of saying, okay, yeah, okay, that was the breaks, we're getting the next time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not there yet. We're, no. we're just not there. We. I don't know how practice is going, but red zone is not good for us. it's good for us, then it's not good for us. Then it's not we good. Get, we get there. Position, but we don't make it happen. And we got we're gonna have to break through to that where we can make it happen where we can get in the end zone. All
1: right, one last positive thing, and then we're gonna move on to the Notre Dame game. Okay. Um one positive thing I did see they'd moved Tristan Lee from left guard to right uh from left tackle to right guard. And early in the game that you know it wasn't showing much. But as the game wore on and you started seeing him and Blake Miller get a little continuity, kind of working together, talking to each other, you know, working things through what NC State was doing, you saw that left side of the line, I mean, that right side of the line start doing things. Mm-hmm. And you saw, that's where Moffa breaks off the 41-yard run. Right. And that they, they scored both of their touchdown runs going off that right side. Mm-hmm. So you saw some... Positive stuff happening there, and you wonder, okay, if you can keep that for for the rest of the season, that could become a pretty good situation for Clemson's offensive line to have some continuity there. Maybe they've solidified that right spot guard spot, which has been the Achilles heel all year for him, um, ever since Walker Parks got injured. Maybe they fixed those issues. So that was a positive I did see come out of this game, was their ability to run the football to the right late in the game, When you got to have those tough yards, they were getting them. So we'll see going forward. Now, they only rushed for 106 yards, but before that fourth quarter, I think Clemson had like 20 yards rushing or something. So, you know, they finished with 106. So maybe you're starting to see a little bit of consistency, some continuity there on that right side. And if that can happen, then maybe Clemson can start running the ball a little more consistently, which they haven't done in three or four weeks now.
0: Yeah, and, it, and really we should be running the ball a whole lot better because you do have the backs that can get it done. You know, a lot of times when you go in a game and there's another offensive lineman and you have to kind of start all over again, it can be tough because offensive line is usually the the position that it takes a little while to get that – to for those guys to really vibe the way they should vibe and that's a part of the problem as well and that's the reason why we haven't been running the ball as this as we should be running the ball so i mean hopefully you do get that that straight now and you can you can rely on that right side to run the ball get some things happening but also too i saw one play where we where we're continually letting the corner blitz get us every time there was one play where we kind of slid protect uh, not slip. Uh, I don't think it was slide protection, but we were rolling out to the right, and we just let the guy from the left side, with no protection, just come wide open.
1: Yeah. So what happened was, I think that was on Klubnik. Yeah. Because as you said, the protection was all sliding right, and Klubnik, I think, has got to make that read because he sends his running back out. So right. he sends his running back out of the play, which means he's back there all by himself. Right. And and he did. He's got to read what that corner is doing there. Now, first of all, let's give credit to NC State. Great call at the moment yeah. to bring the bring the to bring the fire blitz right there. But Dick's got to. It's up to him to make that pickup to pick up that guy. And when he sees it, of course he didn't. Then you know he could throw back to that blitz side because the receiver is going to be open. You know, yeah,
0: but it, it reminds me of that. <laughs> I remember South Carolina used to run the shoot. Remember the running shoot that they used to run. They ran that play Todd against Ellis. us. They ran that play against us one time. Mm-hmm. And they kind of rolled out to the to the left. And Jesse Hatcher was humming from that side. And Todd Ellis. Is that Ellis, the famous? Yeah. And Todd Ellis got whacked. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you're really putting a quarterback in a bad position. He got to get rid of that ball really quick if if that happens. And Like I said, that's just
1: kind of how it's been
0: going for the Clemson Tigers this year. Just bad play
1: after bad play after bad bad play. Bad play. It's been the story of the season. You hope they can end those bad plays this week as they play Notre Dame. Number 12 Notre Dame comes to Clemson. Mm -hmm. Um, Notre Dame and Clemson will be meeting for the eighth time on Saturday with the Tigers holding a slight 4-3 advantage in the series. The series resumed in 2015 as part of Notre Dame's Atlantic Coast Conference Scheduling Agreement. Uh, the Irish are 2-1 and one in regular season meetings against Clemson since 2015, but the Tigers are 2-0 oh in, uh, I guess you would call it, playoff or ACC championship meetings. Uh, okay. Clemson won the 2018 college football playoff semifinal at the Cotton Bowl and then won the uh, 2020 ACC championship game when Notre Dame competed as a member of the ACC during the COVID-19 season. Um, So Notre Dame is looking for its first victory at Clemson. um, In its uh, third visit to Memorial Stadium, the Irish won the initial trip to Clemson 21-17 in 1977. Of course, they were quarterbacked by no other than NFL Hall of Famer, four-time Super Bowl champion Joe Montana, en route to that national championship that year. Clemson was up 17-7 in that game. That was one of the greatest games in Death Valley history, and Joe Montana does what Joe Montana would go on to always Mm -hmm. do, and that's find a way to lead his team to victory when it looked like they should have lost. Uh, But, of course, we all remember the 2015 game, LeVon, which is the bring-your-own-guts game, Mm -hmm. uh, and Clemson um, hosted number six Notre Dame that year. It was a a tropical storm sitting right over Clemson. I mean, it was pouring down rain. But there was 83,000 people in that building, and they were just on top of Notre Dame from the beginning. Clemson jumps out to a 24-7 lead, or excuse me, 24-3 lead, and then hangs on for the 24-22 win with Ben Boulware and those guys making the tackle at the end right on the two-point conversion. What a great game, great memory. Clemson won that game. So Clemson has a 4-3 advantage in the series all time. And uh, you know, uh, so Clemson, like I said, leads the series four to three all time. They're one and one in Death Valley. Um, the Tigers are one and two in South Bend, and they are two and zero in neutral site games. Um, ABC will be broadcasting the game. Sean McDonough, Greg McElroy, Molly McGrath will be on the call for ABC. Uh, Levon, this game is first of all, I wanted to go ahead and give some injury reports real real fast. Okay. Um, Big news, my friend, um, Mm -hmm. came out yesterday. Notre Dame tight end Mitchell Evans, their freshman star tight end, who is pro football focused, calls him the third best tight end in all of college football. Um, He tore his ACL last week against Pittsburgh. He is out for the season. He leads the Irish for 29 catches, also leads the Irish for 422 yards and a touchdown. So he's their top receiver. He's Sam Hartman's like third down go-to guy. Um, and uh, so this is a big deal in this game, um, losing their top third-down receiver um, here with the, ta- tine- the talented tight end and Mitchell Evans. Clemson, though, they got some banged-up bodies too. Uh, running back Will Shipley is day-to-day, according to Dabo Swinney, with the concussion. Shipley's rushed for 515 yards right now, uh, 4.6 yards per carry, three touchdowns. He also has uh, 20 catches for 120 yards and two more touchdowns. Defensive end, Justin Maskell. Is day to day with a knee injury. Uh, Peter Woods is day to day. Defensive tackle Peter Woods is day to day with a foot injury. And cornerback Jaden Lucas is day to day with a hip injury. He didn't play last week. You know, he probably would have been on that play where the missed tackle happened. And, And, you know, you wonder does he make that tackle? You know, I'm not trying to blame anybody for anything, but you wonder if Jaden Lucas is healthy, he makes that tackle. Kind of goes toward everything we've been saying. But, Levon, this is a game where, you know, we talked about it earlier. Clemson has to win. They really do. I mean, there's no, you know, if, you know, they can't be in a sales situation. It. Yeah. They, they gotta yeah. win. Well, because Notre Dame
0: is a solid team. And Notre Dame's been playing pretty well throughout the whole season. And you can't have the turnovers and the mishaps that Clemson has and expect to win against a team like that. If you do that, uh, you're probably gonna get blown out the stadium. I mean, that's what you're facing. So uh, by saying that, that means you gotta come out and you gotta play better than you've ever played before. Uh, with more intensity, more fire, more energy than you've ever played because this is the kind of team thats they're not gonna beat themselves. At all. They got an experienced quarterback who's been in Death Valley before. He understands what it is. And he's gonna he's not gonna be intimidated. Not one bit. He's been playing for 10 years, but uh <laughs> but he's not gonna be he's not gonna be intimidated. So you have to play well. You and not only play well, but you have to play sound. And again, we can't have turnovers. If you, if you do that, you have an opportunity to win the game, I really
1: believe. No, I, I agree with you. When you look, at you mentioned Sam Hartman is yes. a guy that he's played here before. He, he knows what it's going to be like playing in Death Valley. Now, he hasn't fared well at Clemson. Mm-hmm. He's fared well at Wake Forest. He hasn't fared as well at Clemson. This game, as I look at it, and I'm looking at, okay, since we're talking about Sam Hartman and that defense, they got Tyree out there, wide receiver. He was the running back. The real quick guy, they moved him out yeah. to wide out. Um, and they had they had Evans that they really counted on as a big tight end. The other tight end they used mostly is a blocking guy. Um, he's not a threat for you in the passing game as much. Now, they're going to try to use him this week because they've got no choice. But he's more of that guy they like to keep in the block. Because why? Because they got a great running game. I mm-hmm. mean, they got one of the best running backs with um, Estime, number seven. They also mm-hmm. used Greg Payne. Um, he also used Price. They bring Ford in. They bring Love in. They will keep rolling these running backs in. They like to just pound them in the A and the B gaps, um, and then they'll they'll freaking throw them out there with screen passes and they'll screen you to death. Um, you know. So to me, though, when I look at this game, the key is Clemson A's got to stop the run, which they didn't do last year. They gave up 263 yards rushing. Notre Dame just had their way with them. They got to stop the run. And then when they do get Notre Dame in third and long situations, which is key, they gotta get him. So second down is gonna be a big down in this game. So they gotta get him in third and long situations. And if they do, they gotta pressure the middle. They gotta get they got to get him Sam Hartman off his spot. Now, here's what Notre Dame likes to do to counter that. They like to roll him out. Mm-hmm. And they like, so maybe if they're doing that, you're gonna have to bring some blitzes off the edges, right? Maybe Xavier Thomas has got to come up big in this game. He's going to go up against a all-pro uh, left tackle. So it, I love the matchups in this game because the, the, there's, there's going to be a lot of chess pieces moving, and I think it's going to be fun to watch personally when Clemson's op defense is playing against this offense.
0: Yeah, I, I think our defense a lot has to do a better job as far as penetrating the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can't just hold place when you're playing against a team like Notre Dame and trying to find a running back. No, you got to make sure that you're beating your man across from you. you got to beat him on the line of scrimmage. And I know that sounds kind of like cliche, but it's very true. You have got to penetrate and play on their side of the ball. That's the only way you can get a big running back like – what's his name? I'm I'm sorry. Estimate. Estimate. That's the only way you can get a guy like him to kind of stop and start. That's what you want. You don't want him going downhill because if he can get a clear path going downhill, he is trouble. Yep. So it is crucial for your one technique and your three technique to get penetration, to make him go East and West. you got to get him off his game. I think if you can get them off that running game, you have an opportunity to stop Notre Dame. But you can't be there playing Dancing Bears with their big offensive line. You can't be in a standstill with them because if you are in a standstill with them, it's not going to fare well with you, especially in the third and fourth quarter.
1: Mm -hmm. That's where they weigh you down, and that's where they want to get to you. When we watched the Louisville game, Louisville was able to get pressure, get him off his spot. First of all, they did a good job shutting down the run. Yes. So they got him off the spot, and they forced him to do things he wasn't comfortable doing. What does he do? He throws three interceptions, and he has one fumble. He turned what? Hartman turned the ball over four times. Clemson's kind of got to do that, and I think they got to do it early because I yes. think I think they got to force turnovers for Clemson to win this game. Clemson, the last three weeks, LeVon, one forced turnover. Mm-hmm. They got to j- turn the football over. They got to – turn the worm, if you will, and and put the pressure on the other team's defense for a change where Clemson is getting a pick six for a touchdown or getting a scoop and score for a touchdown, or they're setting their offense up inside the 15-yard line instead of the way it's been all season for Clemson. And I think it starts with the defense. If you bring pressure, Sam Hartman has shown he will turn the football over if you can get to him. And I think that's going to be the key to this game. I remember a couple years ago, when they Wake Forest came up here, and man, Clemson was getting in his face. And when you get in his face, he throws off his back foot. His technique is not good. And so and he he forces things. I remember there was a game, I guess it was Louisville last year, where he threw three, six interceptions against Louisville. Mm-hmm. I mean, he tends to get rattled. And when he gets rattled, he can't stop. And right. that's what they gotta do. Yeah, I and mean, he just gotta pour it on.
0: You can't let them off. You can't let them off one bit. If you if you start having some success early, you got to keep doing it until they until they stop it. Because if you let another Dame kind of get into a groove, especially in those third and fourth quarters, it's going to be tough on the defense. The one thing I don't think Clemson has really played is complimentary football, mm-hmm. and they got to play complimentary football. That means. Offense, you can't put the defense in a bad situation. Defense, we're going to have to get a short field. We're going to have to get, we have to make some turnovers at some point in time. We got to give our offense a short field at some point in time. We haven't really been doing that. So Mm -hmm. we haven't really been playing complimentary football. And this is a game that we got to do that. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All right, so that's the other side. Let's go to – that's the defensive side of the ball, Uh, Clemson against their offense. Let's go the other way. Oh, man, LeVon, you look at this Notre Dame defense, ranked 10th in the country. Yeah. One of the best scoring defenses in the country as well. You know, you look at number one, um, he is, you know, their defensive end. Uh, You look at uh, number their defensive tackle and Howard Cross. Uh, You look at their linebackers, number 27 and number eight. Uh, number twenty-four is the rover, um, and then when you get into the uh, the back end, you got this guy named Junior Safety Xavier Watts. He leads the nation in interceptions this year. This is a defense that can cause problems. Uh, you know, um, we talked about it all three levels. They're very good. They're very sound. They don't usually give up big plays. They uh, they they give their team a chance to win each and every week. And Levon, I'll be honest, man. This is the toughest test Clemson's had all year. I mean, uh-huh. this is the best defense they're probably going to play all year. And I mean, can they move the football against these guys consistently? I mean, I mean, they've only scored 17 points against Miami and Wake Forest and NC State. Can they even score 17 points against Notre Dame? Well.
0: Everything that we've seen so far says no, they really can't do it. But I think as far as Clemson offense <clears> is concerned, <throat> you gotta you gotta give them eye candy like crazy. Play action passes, things that they have not seen from Clemson. Hey, you gotta show I mean what do you gotta lose?
1: Hmm.
0: What do you gotta lose? You can't just run vanilla stuff against Notre Dame because it's not happening.
1: Now Notre has got a lot to lose.
0: Yeah. Oh, you can't be like, okay, third and sixteen, we're gonna throw it long. You have got to do things that they're not expecting. Time. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta trick their eyes because if you don't, you're gonna be in trouble. So Clemson has to show something way different or a little different, or dress it up a little bit more than what they have, what they've done. They have to make sure that, hey. Let's try to get on the edges. Let's let's make sure that we got maybe a, a double tight end set and we run the sweep. Like an old-fashioned sweep. Are we trying to run outside? Are we do something reverse-wise? Something to get Notre Dame you know, off their reads. If we don't do that, I don't see us scoring that many points at all. Not this offense.
1: No, I, I think this is going to be a very defensive game. And I think what Clemson needs to do, to win this game, what can Clemson do to win this game? Right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think what they have to do is they got to score early. Yeah, you remember? I remember the 2015 game. Clemson scored early. They jumped on them early. Got a, got themselves a lead, and then they were able to just hold on to it. I'm not saying that's the way this game is going to be, but there's so much to jumping on a team early when you're at home. And you allow that crowd to get in. And by the way, when's the last time defense got to play with the lead? Right. I mean, right. let your defense play with the lead. I mean, I, I guess the Miami game—you can say they did. They did play, but they were already worn down because it was they fought their way back to get the lead. And mm-hmm. so it's not like they were in control and dominating that game the whole way through. I'm talking about the offense—that is. So if the offense can give Clemson an early lead, which they haven't done. Clemson has not – I don't think Clemson scored a single touchdown against an ACC opponent all year in the first quarter. Wow. So, and Notre Dame is not an ACC opponent, but they sort of are. And so, like, you know, you kind of want to go out there, get some early momentum, get the crowd into the game at Death Valley, get the crowd excited, and, and then see what happens from there. Maybe because of that you can start doing some things. You know, maybe, you know – Maybe stick to your script you know, when you come out there, regardless of what happens. Also, be unpredictable. When I know what you're going to run, that ain't good. And trust no. me, LeVon, I was calling plays up there in the press box of what they were going to run last mm-hmm. week at NC State. It's not good when I'm able to call plays. You need, right. That means they're, they're being very predictable. They need to change things up a little bit, maybe throw a little more on first down. If it's second long, throw the ball. Don't right. hand it off for a one yard gain throwing to to Moffa or Shipley up, up the middle. How about you how about you throw the ball and make it third and three? Or hey, right. how about this? You get a first down. You know, watch the NFL, watch those guys. You know, I see guys second and long and they end up and, throwing the ball and getting a first down.
0: And and that's one of the things too that I wonder if as far as a college coordinator, do you do you watch that next level? And see what teams are doing on that next level. In mm-hmm. certain situations, and try to implement some of that into your um, play calling. It seems that sometimes I would say this so, team doesn't. It seems like sometimes we get so stuck in the system that we run, and we know so well, and so we go and run that. Why aren't you looking in the NFL? Like I, I know there's recruiting. There's a lot of other things to do, but man. There is a lot of wealth and knowledge on that level that I even watch games on the red zone be like, that's a a great play call. That's a great concept in that situation. You know what? Maybe we can run that. Nobody else is is seeing that. They're seeing the same stuff that everybody in college kind of runs. Why don't you adapt some of the stuff that the NFL does? Exactly. It, it doesn't have to be change whole, it up. It, it don't have to be your whole playbook, but every once in a while, like run that play. Like for example, Philly, Philadelphia Eagles, they run that little touch push. But the other day they did something. I was like, that's genius. They did the touch uh, push, but they sweeped it outside, touchdown. Easy touchdown.
1: Because nobody saw it coming.
0: Nobody saw it. And and that's why those guys are on that level. If I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm like Ice Cube. I'm jacking beats. Remember Ice Cube had that song saying where I'm going to use your music to make my music better, and I'm going to jack jack your beats? Why don't more coordinators on the college level – Watch Sunday football and say, You know what? I'm going to steal that play from you and I'm going to run it next week.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yeah, but I get creative. I know what some college coach would say, Oh, well, I'm not quite sure we can do. Players look on a scout team, you look at a card and be like, Okay, run here, here, do this, do that, do that. You're telling me that you couldn't get a play and show guys the play and be like, this is where we're going. This is how we're going to run this play on this defense. Ready, right. These guys are student athletes, and they're pretty smart.
1: Yeah. Now, you got you got to get more creative, and that's going to be key for Clemson to, to win this game and, and try to keep that great Notre Dame um, defense um, – off guard here. All right, so we're going to get to that game in a minute. Get back to it in just a minute, but we're going to go ahead and start our pick six here, okay, Lavon. Good. I know your favorite part, Lavon loves, just love, loves obviously. doing picks. Just, how, just,
0: how, how am I going? I? Am I you're, you're
1: doing. You didn't go, but three and three last week, so you weren't as good as you have been. But you're doing yeah. good overall for the year. I think for the year, you're like seventy percent. So I'm man, you're still. you're you're still fine. Don't don't worry. I mean, you started off so hot where well, you were like first three weeks you didn't lose a single game. Right. So. um so, and this is against the spread, by the way. We don't do straight up, we're doing against the yeah. spread, which is harder to do. So if I
0: was doing straight up, I'd probably do pretty
1: well. Yeah. So we're gonna start it off number twenty five. You would actually, you'd be like 90%. Um, if we start off number twenty-five, Kansas State at Texas noon, mm. big noon kickoff on Fox. Texas is a four point favorite. What say you, Mr. Kirkland? I'd
0: say Texas.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, yeah. Texas is think- number seven. I forgot to put that on there. So okay, yeah, yeah. I
0: thought they ranked a little higher. Yeah. Although they- I, I know Kansas State is always, you know, they always throw a surprise here and there. But I'm gonna take Texas <laughs> this
1: time. Yeah, I, I think Kansas, um, Kansas State. They've been they, they they fought back. They've had they started off the season with a couple of surprising losses and had to fight their way back to respectability. Got themselves at six and two. Position to do something, but um, Texas, I think right now, I still think Texas is one of the best teams in college football. I think Texas, I don't think they lose out. I think they go and they beat Oklahoma in the uh, Big 12 championship. And I think when it's all said and done, I pick Texas to be one of my four teams, and I'm gonna stick with it, LeBron. Okay, all um, right. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Longhorns are gonna get it done and get to the college football playoff. So, uh, give me Texas, um, uh, with the three points there, I should say give me uh, Texas minus the four there. Um, all right, so we'll go to our next game. Big game here in the SEC, first place Ooh. on the line in the SEC East. The winner of this game will go to the SEC championship game, more than likely. Number 14, Missouri, at number one, Georgia. 3.30 kickoff on CBS. Georgia is a 15.5-point favorite. This game, if you remember last year, LeVon, Close. Missouri led the whole way until the very yeah. end, and mm-hmm. Georgia was able to sneak out a win there. Do you think Missouri has enough to come into Athens and knock off these Bulldogs? No.
0: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I think I think I like this. I like this Mizzou team. I, I do I think too. I think they're better than what it was last year. And they're better on I,
1: defense than, than people give them credit for.
0: Yeah, I, I like them. I, I really do. But I don't know if they're going to beat Georgia at Georgia. Yeah. But I don't know, 15 points?
1: Ooh. Georgia has played so well in big games, though. Like, they struggled yeah. against South Carolina. They struggled right. against other teams. But when they played Kentucky, beat the snot out of Kentucky. Yeah. You know, when they played Florida, beat the snot out of Florida. Did it without their best player.
0: But, you know, like, good teams without their best players, sometimes they play even better. Yeah. They play even better without their best guy. The quarterback's they're... getting
1: his rhythm. He's feeling confident. Yeah. Right.
0: So, I'll I take Georgia.
1: Yeah. I take Georgia. I'm with you. I, I think yeah. I like Missouri. I like them a lot.
0: I just don't like I, them that much.
1: I just don't like them that much going into Athens and winning. And, yes, 15 and a half seems a little high for a number four, 14 ranked team. But Georgia's just playing so good right now. And yeah. I just don't know. In a big game, Kirby Smart seems to get his team ready to play and they seem to Georgia, unlike Clemson, they play better in big games. And as yeah. um, much as I hate to say it because I hate Georgia, you know how much I hate Georgia. I know you hate Georgia. You
0: know I don't like
1: Georgia. <laughs> so all. Uh, I think Georgia is going to win this. Give me I mean, Georgia minus the yeah. 15 and a half as well.
0: Mizzou is kind of like that, that cute girl. They're cute. They're nice. But you're always kind of looking for an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> this is. What it is. I mean, they're cool and everything, but
1: mm, they're not going to be Georgia. No, I don't think so either. All right, that'll take us to our next game. Last week, Coach V suffered his first loss of the season, him and his Oklahoma Sooners, got upset by Kansas Mm. in a great game, but uh, they just uh, couldn't hold Kansas there at the end. Kansas got the win 38-33. They had a chance to win it, threw the ball in the end zone, got tipped away. In Kansas, yes. um, celebrated and took the goalpost straight out of the stadium. Their fans did, but now they uh, they're trying to bounce back. Still number ten in the country, so you're still right there. You're you're mm-hmm. hanging on. You st- you beat Texas again. You probably you might have a chance for the college football playoff. But number ten Oklahoma at Oklahoma State, three thirty kickoff is Bedlam on ABC. Oklahoma is a six point favorite. This is a rivalry game in LeVon, This is the last meeting for we don't know when.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is gonna be a great game.
1: I can't wait to see it. Ugh. but I'm gonna still take Oklahoma in the points. But here's the thing Oklahoma State's won four in a row, they're playing well, they're at home. Oklahoma's coming off its first loss. I'm gonna take Oklahoma State plus the six. I did say straight up, I said plus the six. Mm -hmm. I think Oklahoma still wins the game, but I think the last Bedlam that we know right now is going to be a classic Bedlam game. By the way, even though this game is a rivalry, you know how bad Oklahoma owns Oklahoma State? How badly? Well, it makes Clemson look like it's barely beating South Carolina. That's how bad.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Clemson has a 30-year edge on South Carolina. Oklahoma has like a – 75-17 75-17 and 17 lead in the series Jeez. all the time. Yeah, I can't remember the exact number, but it's that crazy. It's God, that crazy.
0: You're talking about a little brother situation.
1: Oh, totally little brother. That's the little know, brother situation. They make South Carolina look like they're like the middle child.
0: Yeah, this you is know, definitely yeah. little brother situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like their big brother is like the school bully.
1: Yes, and not and only so does he bully well, everybody else, he bullies you too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Oklahoma, but give me Oklahoma State to cover uh, the minus six and a half there. All, All right. right. Good. I mentioned this game earlier. Virginia Tech at number 15, Louisville, 330 kickoff, ACC network. Louisville's a nine and a half point favorite. But, Levon, this game is for second place in the ACC. Yes. Let That's me good. say that again. Let me say, let's get our heads wrapped around this. Virginia Tech versus louisville is for second place which means the winner of this game possibly will play for an acc championship in a few weeks
0: can you believe that i cannot believe that
1: that just blows my mind i'm like
0: wow you know at one point in time i thought louisville was going to stop playing football yeah they they were so bad i thought they were going to stop playing football I'm going to – tell you what, I think Louisville is playing tremendous
1: football right now. now I'm going to
0: take them into points.
1: If this game wasn't at Louisville, if it was in Blacksburg, Maybe I would feel better about Virginia Tech. Listen, mm-hmm. first of all, uh, Brett Pryce done a great job at Virginia Tech. They've won three straight. He's got them feeling good. He's got them believing in themselves. He's Amen. starting to get that thing turned around up there, mm-hmm. and that's good because Virginia Tech football – is, it, we need Virginia Tech football to be good. Let's be honest. I mean, they were good for so long under Frank Beamer. We need Virginia Tech to be good. So I'm glad to see that he's getting things turned around possibly up there. Um, but Louisville's played – they're a different team at home than they are on the road. Right. I mean, they almost lost to Indiana on the road. They almost lost to um, uh, Georgia Tech on the road. There's another game where they played bad on the road, and then they got hum- humbled by Pittsburgh on the road. Mm -hmm. This game's at home. When they're at home, though, I mean, they beat the snot out of, you know, Notre Dame. Then they beat the snot out of Duke last Mm -hmm. week. So Louisville is a different team at home. Because this game is played in Louisville, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Cardinals. Give me Louisville minus the nine and a half. All right. All right, right. LeVon. Here comes my upset pick of the week, and I'm going to go straight up on this. All right. All right. Number six, Washington at number 24, Southern Cal, 7.30 p.m. ABC. The Huskies are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to go first on this because I started it off with saying I'm going to go with the upset here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Southern Cal straight up on this, and here's why. Southern Cal has no defense, but neither does Washington. Washington has no defense either, and Southern Cal has got playmakers everywhere, and they will score – and they will score, and they will keep scoring. And the team who has the ball last is going to win this game. So give me Southern Cal in a 56 to 55 game to beat Washington, as Washington has no defense. And I'm sorry, Washington. It's just a fact. You're gonna. It's going to cost you. It's going to burn you. I think it's going to burn you this Saturday. It should have burned you against Oregon. Oregon just mucked up and called fourth downs at stupid times. Mm, mm,
0: mm. So give All me, right.
1: give me, give me Southern Cal.
0: Man, we we're vibing. Get We're vibing because I believe the same thing. I think US, USC can score and score and score and score whenever they want to. I think they got the best quarterback in the NCAA. I think it's going to be a little bit too much to watch Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick, I'm going to take the points and USC.
1: Right. If you're going to beat Southern Cal, you are going to be like Notre Dame. You got to have a defense. Yes. That, that's how you beat them. If you don't have
0: a pizza, you're in trouble.
1: Absolutely. you got to out-physical them and everything. So, um, another pick, um, it's called the pick six, but we're going to have seven. I'm going to go pick six plus the extra point tonight. Um, Number 13, LSU at number eight, Alabama, 745 CBS. Rivalry game, obviously. Alabama, a three-point favorite. I'll let you go first on this one, LeVon. This one's going to be – I don't know. I don't know, man. I'll I'll save it for you. I want to hear your comments first.
0: I can't go against Alabama. I can't. It's going to be at Alabama. I like LSU. Maybe people just like Alabama is not there, but Nick Saban finds a way uh, to win games when you think he's down and out. So I'm going to go with the points, Alabama.
1: This game is a lot like Southern Cal at Notre Dame a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. where you had one team that had an average offense but a great defense and the other team that had a great offense but a horrible defense. Right. This is LSU Alabama. you Mm -hmm. got an average offense in Alabama but with a great defense and you got a horrible LSU defense with a great LSU offense. But that LSU defense is their Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Alabama is going to be able to do what they want to do or need to do to win this game offensively. Yes. And they're going to cause problems for LSU on the other side. And I think much like Florida State did a few weeks at the start of the season against LSU, it might be close for a half, but I think in the second half you'll see Alabama be more physical, they'll run the football, they'll be able to take time off the clock, and they'll roll in this game. So I'm going to go give me Alabama minus the three. All right. I like it. Yeah, so we're thinking a lot here in some of these. Um, All right, so finally the last one. We talked about this game earlier. We've been talking about the whole show for the most part. Number 12, Notre Dame at Clemson. noon kickoff, ABC. Notre Dame, a three-point favorite coming into the Valley. What do you think is going to happen in this one, LeVon?
0: Wow. You know my heart and soul wants to go with Clemson and say this is the breakout game. This is the game where we turn it all the way around. But my football savvy says uh, I'll take Notre Dame in the points.
1: Yeah, you're going to take the points. Um, so you're thinking Notre Dame wins like 26 20, something of that nature, something basically, right? Yeah. yeah. So I am, I'm with you on a lot of this because I think, I think Clemson's defense, splits its own, and I think they will. I think Clemson's offense will give us flashes and give us a little bit of hope here and there. Um, uh, but Notre Dame's defense is just so good. I've watched mm-hmm. them all year long. they've they've they have had they haven't lost a game yet for their team. You right. know, the two losses they have was on their offense. um mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they turned the ball over against Louisville, and you know, that obviously kills any defense when you do that. and then they uh, they lost a heartbreaker against Ohio State. Defense did its job for the most part in that game. It should have won. He held Ohio State to 16 points. You should win the game. Well, um, you know, so I think Clemson will come in. Clemson will feed off the crowd. Clemson's going to play well, I think. But in the end, I think Notre Dame wins the game. However, I'm not going to take the points because I'm, it's, I think it's going to be a push. So I'm telling people out there, go ahead and take the under. The under is four, the, the over and under is forty-six points. Is your total? I say take the under there because I think Clemson's going to. I mean uh, Notre Dame's going to win this game. Twenty to seventeen is going to be my score. So it's going to be a low-scoring, defensive kind of game. Go ahead and give Notre Dame seven points now. They've already got a seven nothing lead. Pick uh, six. Yeah, pick six or already pick six. Yeah, yeah, something's something's going to happen. So, but unfortunately, I just don't see the Tigers pulling this one out. But I think it's going to be a classic game in the Valley. Should be mm-hmm. fun and entertaining, and that's really what it all boils down to. In the most end, you always want a good football game, and I think this one is going to deliver that. So,
0: right. tell
1: us what you think on the comments. You know, leave them for us, and we'll uh, we'll read those after a while, and and uh, in, and maybe we'll come at, back in and comment with you guys. Um, but that's going to do it for tonight. So for Levon Kirkland, I am Will Vandevort. Hope you enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll be back here next week to talk about it and preview also the Georgia Tech game. So for Levon, I'm Will. We'll talk to you next time.